good afternoon or good evening, and welcome to another HRO Today educational podcast. I'm Ellie Clark. I'm the CEO of HRO Today. We publish HRO Today Magazine, HRO Today EMEA, and HRO Today APAC. We host the HRO Today forums held around the world and the HRO Today educational conferences, and we manage the HRO Today Association. Today, we're going to talk about RPO. This is a topic that everyone has on their mind as the entire world is dealing with a shortage of talent. Labor force participation rates across the globe are down. Companies have more openings than ever, and looking at the resources available to them, both inside and outside their organizations. I'm thrilled to have an expert with us today to talk to us about what those solutions are and what flexibility means in the recruitment process outsourcing industry. Today, I'm joined by Kristen Thomas. Kristen is the president of North America for Resource Solutions, and I'll get to who they are in just a moment. Uh, Before uh, her time with Resource Solutions, she was the EVP and Managing Director for Alexander Mann Solutions, and also worked before that for Ronstadt and Spherion. So she's got more than, am I allowed to say this, Kristen, more than 20 years experience as an executive in the RPO industry, helping clients design and develop solutions. Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Elliot. And you didn't answer. let me answer the question. No, I prefer that you not do the math for listeners. Uh, we'll just be a child prodigy of RPO. How's that? There you go, as was I. Uh, Resource Solutions, for those of you who don't know, is one of the most highly rated providers on the HRO Today Baker's Dozen. They're very strong in the mid-market. Uh, Resource Solutions is also an organization that has quite a global footprint. And they they work in the middle market with companies that typically have multi-country operations. So they're strong in North America, strong in EMEA, and strong in APAC. So, you know, a lot of what they're capable of doing is what mid-market companies need. But mid-market companies, and Kristen, you and I have talked about this before the podcast, have very different needs. Enterprise companies tend to need very, very large machines. And the mid-market is still sort of evolving about what the product is. So let me let me get to um, – and, and Kristen, is there anything you want to talk about, you know, sort of uh, expand on what I said about resource solutions? Um, please, for the audience, do that. Sure. Just from a North America perspective, uh, we've been in North America since 2013, but our organization was founded in the U.K. in 1997. We are headquartered in New York. We have a service center in Jacksonville, but – Our talented team members are scattered across the U.S. uh, on client sites or working remotely. Uh, I I think what uh, attracted me to Resource Solutions is our ambition to redefine work so everyone has a lifetime of opportunity. We're in the unique position of supporting individuals as they move into careers. That's life-changing, and uh, we take that very seriously here at Resource Solutions. Great. So let's talk about, um, you know, what these 
concepts meet and what flexibility is. Now, virtually every RPO provider has the word flexibility on their website. But in truth, many of them have highly programmed solutions. And they aren't very flexible. Okay. Now, you and I talked prior to the podcast about, you know, you guys offering, and the phrase that you used, which I liked, was open-minded solutions. So I thought we could explore that phrase. What do you think, and, and we'll get to, to what you do, but in this industry, what do you think flexibility does mean or should mean, et cetera? Sure. So I, I believe, personally, and Resource Solutions looks at flexibility as adapting support to align to our clients' needs. So we're taking a very problem-solving approach to our conversations with existing clients, but also potential new partners. And we're asking them questions about where, where are their pain points today? There may be challenges that they just need a Band-Aid or a bridge to uh, six months from now. So what is that immediate support they may need? And then what are their longer term aspirations, uh, priorities, uh, what, what can be solved in three months? What needs to be reviewed in six months to a year? Uh, we're conscious priorities and challenges change and we're very much prepared to pivot and change with our partners. And I think What's key here is that a lot of our partners don't know what that change will look like or what it will need to be. Our market has um, been turned upside down, I would say, um, and then back up again over the last two years. And so you just don't know what's lurking around the corner. And, and we have um, adapted a service that we can support our clients as those, um, I guess, new priorities or new challenges arise. Now, you know, you worked for some of the, the big providers. You know, you worked for um, Alexander Mann Solutions. You worked for um, Ronstadt and then the predecessor, Ashley Spherion. And these, they, they tend to have some very, very large clients. They have a, an AMS way or a Ronstadt source rate way of doing deals, okay? And, you know, you, you talked about sort of taking a problem-solving approach. Give me some idea about how you guys, you know, will clean sheet of paper approach kind of, um, you know, development of a solution design in the middle market, especially given that there is this, you know, sort of opacity about what's going to happen next. But how can you, you know, like, like, for example, you know, AMS historically only do five-year deals or seven-year deals. How are you working with clients in the mid-market where, you know, they may not have the same financial resources as the enterprise size multinationals, um, and they've got to be more careful about what they commit to, how long they commit, et cetera? Yes. Thank you, Elliot. Uh, I just actually spent three-plus hours with a now new client of ours, new partner out of Chicago. And we spent the three hours going through um, exactly what I said earlier, their pain points and their priorities and what needs to be fixed now. How quickly can we support? So in this instance, they needed staff augmentation to support their existing town acquisition team. They're not looking for an end-to-end -end solution they're looking for support to prop up their existing team um, with a sourcing engine, 
um, actual uh, recruiters and coordinator support who will just plug into their team during this very busy time. And then we're down the road looking at uh, when we will implement some process support, some HR uh, or TA transformation support, where we're looking at their process, supporting them in the implementation of their new ATS. Uh, sometimes this support is um, a modular, what we're calling modular um, support, where it may be that we become the sourcing engine or we become the administrative engine. We also do projects. Sometimes uh, a company will need 50 Java developers by X date. So their existing team may not be able to support this unexpected new priority. We can do that. We can support um, from the end-to-end -end process, or we can just, again, um, support that existing team with sourcing um, or coordination. We, of course, also have clients where we are their end-to-end -end RPO provider, um, but we're finding more and more that the landscape is changing and priorities are changing. And I think some companies are afraid to talk to an RPO because they have maybe only had conversations with organizations who are coming with slides that they've used a thousand times and a off the shelf solution and a one size does not fit all. And that's what we're hearing from town acquisition, town acquisition leaders, HR leaders, who really just, some of them don't know what they need and we can help them with that journey as well, make recommendations. Um, some of that may come through an audit where we can help them a process audit or an EDNI um, attraction audit or EVP. And then they can decide if they want to work with resource solutions on the findings and the actions, if they wanna take that in house, um, if they wanna put that on pause. It's just, again, going back to that flexibility that's really important. So it's clear that you guys have that as part of your as part of your culture, but let me ask you now. Let me let's take this and and as my millennial son says, flip the switch or switch the flip or however he says it. So let's let's take it back a step and say. So every provider has it on their website. Okay, every you know um, client wants that as certain aspect of 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 the engagement that they have, particularly in this middle market environment. So. You've now told us what that means or should mean and, and given us some examples. What are the questions our listeners out there in the practitioner world should ask their providers to identify if that provider is really flexible, is really open-minded in developing a customized RPO engagement? So if you were on the buy side and you know, instead of a provider, Kristen, what questions would you be asking a provider to make sure they really had the mindset you just described? Okay. Yes, so I, I would ask questions um, around, do you require minimum volumes? Do you require um, that we give you a certain amount of requisitions or there's a certain amount of spend? Can you work alongside other providers? We have found that there are some organizations that maybe a piece of their business has been managed through a, a small boutique tech um, agency. 
and they may want to keep that agency. Uh, a lot of our competitors demand that exclusivity, but we can work along other providers. Is there that, again, open-mindedness or flexibility to do that? Um, is there flexibility to outsource a portion of the solution? Um, is that a requirement that's an end-to-end? I think sharing examples of how the RPO provider has evolved with the client. Um, for example, there may be a business line that for reasons unknown, they may want to take a portion of that back in-house because of changing priorities within the organization. Is there that flexibility to do that? When have you done that before? Um, I've seen examples where internal mobility has become a new priority. So that really needed to be managed by um, the HR team versus the RPO team. Again, is there that flexibility to shift or pivot or change and even help set up that new way of working or that new way of providing talent uh, with the RPO? Interesting. So these these are you know for for our listeners these are you know some really key concepts, and if your provider begins to give you pushback on them, you know and and you know my own personal bias is I think the the more you are partnered and the longer the engagement, the 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 higher the quality of that relationship is going forward in terms of partnership, but you don't always know what you don't know. And flexibility is is really going to be critical now because we live in uncertain times, and it seems like the volatility is increasing, not decreasing. So, um, really, uh, you know, some good observations, Kristen. Some really good advice about what what providers and practitioners should be talking about. Um, so there you have it, folks. These are the questions that you should be asking your potential uh, partners as part of measuring their flexibility. All right? Can they can they can they reach down? Are they flexible enough to touch their RP toes or RPO toes or whatever the case may be? Um, you know, but uh, I'm sure that people in the audience just groaned and went like, "Oh man, a dad joke." Um, so there we go. I want to thank uh, Kristen Thomas. She's the president of Resource Solutions for North America. And Kristen, I, I really appreciate your insight. Let's get together again and continue having this conversation about how, because the, the, how flexibility and its definition is changing is also how the industry needs to change to meet some of the newer needs. Um, so, Kristen, thank you, and uh, we appreciate it. And I will look forward to having you join us on our next HR Today educational podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Elliot. Absolutely my pleasure to talk shop and RPO toes and all that good stuff. So I welcome the opportunity to come back. All right. That's excellent. And to all of our listeners, thank you for your time and attention, and we'll look forward to you joining us on our next HRO Today educational podcast.